The expectations and responsibilities of AP departments at companies of all sizes and across all industries seem to be on the rise in 2022. How are companies leveraging technology and what development opportunities are being offered to AP teams today? I'm Scott Leahy, and this is Esker on Air. Today, I'd like to welcome Ernie Humphrey, CEO of Treasury Webinars, to talk about current and emerging best practices uh, to optimize your AP team. So, Ernie, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Scott. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. Just to get started, you know, for our listeners, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'll, I'll keep it professional. I do stand up comedy. So please cut me go. off if I, I start <laughs> doing that. Uh, I was a longtime treasury manager at a fast growing public company. Uh, then I worked at the Association for Financial Professionals, uh, did that for a few years. Then I went and worked for a company called Performative, it used to be the largest online community for treasury and finance professionals when I was there. We really got into delivering uh, webinars and we also probably started really early in the days of thought leadership, which is really providing uh, professionals in the office of the CFO content that helps them uh, get better at their jobs. And a focus of that for me has always been technology. So uh, down the career path a little bit, I started Treasury Webinars probably about three or four years ago, and I've been doing uh, webinars there. They've had a big uh, slant on technology uh, you know, AP automation solution, AR automation, all the leading practices there. And I'm still doing that, but I've also started to focus more uh, on how people can really uh, own their career success. And so a little bit more uh, on the soft skills side as well. So really my, my, my professional value statement, which I'll talk about here, is that I am in this game to help people take ownership uh, of their careers and and that's and that's that's what it's all about for me. Great, yeah. So diving into, I'd say the topic of the day here. Um, you know, like I mentioned in the intro, there's a lot of hype out there right now. Uh, maybe the AP uh, role, the AP team, is getting a, a little more strategic. Uh, is that something you're hearing uh, a lot more these days? Is there truth to that? You know, I'm very happy to report uh, that it is true. And so I have direct experience um, in that. In addition to talking to um, several AP leaders, treasury professionals, and CFOs, um, I just completed a survey that has over 250 responses. I'm going to launch that before the end of the year. And almost 40% of respondents indicated that the strategic role of AP would increase in 2023. And this is after, right, same survey last year, 66% from the same survey indicated that the strategic role um, would increase. And furthermore, um, I always try and keep my eye out um, for other research. And a re recent study by Arden Partners, the state of e-payables, e um, had 184 responses, said that 66% of respondents indicated that the perceived value of AP at their companies was exceptionally or very valuable. So that, that kind of, that blows me away. When I worked in treasury, this is 15 or so years ago, the amount of companies and leaders that would have said AP is valuable probably would have been in the single digits. And I've seen I've seen this rise from probably, you know, 40 to 50 percent on that perceived value um, all the way up to 66 percent. Uh, but I'm very happy uh, to see that the strategic role of AP from all, all I've seen 
has evolved and it's going to continue on that upward trajectory. Right. And so as as AP departments get more strategic, I imagine that, you know, they'll they'll look for some um, technological avenues to help them out. There's an idea out there sometimes that more technology can sometimes mean less actual jobs and possibly career opportunities for those AP professionals. Uh, is there truth to that? In general, I would say no. What I always I've been preaching this for the last few years AP professionals actually have a once in a generational um, opportunities to redefine their value propositions. So to some companies, reduce headcount, yes, but the majority are leveraging technology to offer their teams more time to vote, to focus on what I call value add activities. Uh, again, um, referring back uh, to the survey that I just conducted here this year, 39% of companies plan to ed- actually add he- headcount in AP. Uh, in uh, 2023, and only 3% to reduce it. And then from the survey the year before, it was a 41% increase. And so we're actually seeing an increase uh, in AP headcount. I think part of that is that CFOs are starting to understand that AP professionals with the right tools are actually delivering a lot of strategic value, and and they should look more to AP as as a strategic partner. Sure. And so you know, as as technology gets introduced, sometimes it can seem like uh, the skills needed for a particular job, maybe they're they're ever changing a little bit more fluid. What would you say are some of the you know the more important skills for AP professionals in uh, in today's world? Uh, from my perspective in conversations that I have uh, with hiring managers and those hiring is, in my estimation, I would encourage people to invest in soft skills and leaders to invest in soft skills. So what do I mean by that? I mean, communicating with impact and then collaborating within and beyond accounts payable. So you have to be able to communicate before you collaborate. And so really investing in folks, uh, communication skills, and obviously virtual communication has been important, but also written communication skills. So I think those are important. Now, Now, there have been surveys out there. I have done some survey research, and they don't directly align uh, with with my thoughts. But uh, just to share, uh, again, from a survey I worked on this year, the top three skills identified are data management, cash management, and data analytics. And these key skills also align with the results of the Arden Partners survey that I mentioned before. Uh, They indicated that AP's top priorities this year were to improve reporting and data analytics and to deploy AP automation. However, how do I reconcile those two things, right? To achieve success in those areas requires effective communication and collaboration. If we speak to effective AP reporting and analytics, that really requires an understanding of those that consume, right? That data want and to help them understand the information they really need because pushing out standard reports doesn't cut it in designing and delivering intelligence, which is information that impacts decisions, requires collaboration. And if you're going to effectively employ an AP automation solution, that requires relationships within and beyond AP, because those of us that have been in the weeds know that there are parties within and beyond AP that are impacted when changes are made to the technology and process related to accounts payable. And so for me, uh, all are important. I think soft skills are more important than ever. But along with those, the ability to leverage the technology 
that companies are investing in in order to mitigate that the time that AP teams are currently spending on non-value add activities. Well, I'm glad you mentioned uh, those those personal uh, relationships because I'm getting the feeling that having a strong, say, uh, a professional brand uh, is important. I imagine that's something that that you'd agree with. So I'm, I'm wondering, how do AP leaders actually build that professional network? Oh, okay. Uh, you just lit kind of a fuse there, so you may need to cut me off here. Uh, so this is something I've been really focused on the last last year or so. So really, uh, what I mentioned earlier, my value proposition is really helping people take ownership of their careers. And a strong professional brand empowers, right, empowers people to take control and ownership of their careers. And I don't think that's been preached and taught enough, uh, you know, to, to, to professionals across the office of the CFO. Now, for me, I've spoken to hundreds of CFOs and treasurers and finance and accounting leaders at companies of all sizes and fortunate enough, many Fortune 50 companies, every person who I've asked to share their key to success has mentioned a mentor, a work colleague, and or uh, your professional peers. And so a strong brand inspires people to want to work for you, right? Uh, and you need to communicate to them. You can offer value to anyone who offers you the opportunity to collaborate with them. So let me, let me uh, dive in here a little bit. Uh, let me talk about developing and managing your brand at kind of a high level, right? And then we'll go into the details. And I think I really want to spend just a, a few moments talking about how to build the professional network, because that's another area where people really use the words, but they don't tell people how to do it. And so people need to think about their brand. It has many dimensions, right? It starts with your professional value proposition. Uh, that is your elevator pitch, how you communicate your value to someone uh, in one to two minutes in a few sentences. A lot of people make this more difficult uh, than it needs to be. And what I tell people to do is uh, think about it. I'll ask you a question. If I were to call your references, uh, if you were looking for a job to work for me, what would they say? Right. And then you take those as your pillar and you create your professional value proposition. And then the other two, uh, two other key components of your professional brand, they need to shout your value proposition, right? Your resume, one, even though I hate resumes, barf in my mouth. Um, and the other one is your LinkedIn profile. So anyone that does a Google search, if you're looking, if you're out there job hunting, the first thing the person's going to do is they're going to, they're going to Google your name. The first thing that's going to come up is your LinkedIn profile, right? And then uh, probably in my estimation, something that's really key um, is your network. So your network is really what which helps you empower your career success and your brand and your network are related because the stronger your brand is, the easiest, easier it is to build your network. And you can build your network organically because people that you would do well to know are really uh, reaching out to you. And so again, in terms of professional network, I've never seen anyone deliver a session to finance professionals, APA, our office of CFO, how they can build a network. I'm the only one that I've ever seen um, do that. So it's really important. So so, so let me uh, take a few moments and dive in there. Um, again, we talked about the scope of your brand. People need to understand the scope of their networks. So your network consists of your departmental colleagues, AP, all those folks, co-workers across the enterprise. If you're an AP, AR, treasury, finance, operations, marketing, right? Your companies, customers and suppliers, your professional peers, 
your banks, consultants. And so all these are part of your professional network. So people need to be thinking about your, you're always on, your brand is on display. You want to put yourself in a positive light. And when you do that, you will build um, trusted relationships. Now everyone's like, okay, can you keep, can you make it even more simple for me? So here it is. So if you're trying to build your network or assess your network, I ask people to go through this exercise. Okay. Think about this. Okay. Who do you want to know, right? Within your company, within your department, within your peers, who do you want to know? Right. And then who do you need to know? Right. Let's, let's take a, take a look at that. And then the key thing that people don't really realize is who do you already know? Right. So how far is that going to get you? And then you need to know who knows who you want to know and who knows uh, who you need to know. And then you're like, okay, that's it. How do you engage these people? That's something people really don't talk about. Well, believe it or not, you can do this at social events. You want to transition as a professional. We have professional conferences. We have LinkedIn. We have professional associations. You can do it by public speaking, getting your getting your brand out on a podcast, online communities, and alumni networks. So there's a lot of places, right? So just a few things to think about, right? As you build your network, just how you communicate uh, professionally with anyone. And this helps you build relationships. So know what you know. Don't be afraid to toot your own horn, right? Appreciate what you don't know, which some people say, I think on everything, I really don't. Um, you need to invest in knowing your colleagues. So that is a key thing. You need to invest in knowing your colleagues and letting them get to know you. And then you have to be willing to communicate what you know, and also communicate what you need to know by asking questions. Once you show an interest, maybe you're to your treasury professional, they're going to respond to you. You can build that relationship, which can be valuable. And you always have to have a, I would say, an attitude of actively um, engaging people. Understand the value of your relationship to your colleagues. So what value uh, can you offer them? What value can they offer to you? And it's important to communicate your expectations to your colleagues and let them know what to expect from you so you can build on um, those trusted relationships. And so in terms of building those trusted relationships, uh, this first one here uh, I need to work on and I'll just say, listen, 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 right? It's a valuable weapon. Silence is an amazing, uh, amazing conversation tool that most people are afraid to let that silence linger. Try it, practice it have a conversation with someone, just let it linger for 15, 20, 30 seconds and people will fill the silence. Uh, you should invest in learning the professional languages of your colleagues, right? Ask them to tell you their biggest work challenges. People love to do that. Help and then help them solve their problems. Be authentic in your communications. Communicate any bad news that you have proactively that might impact them. Uh, and then when you build trust with colleagues, they have no fear in communicating bad news to you. Uh, proactively. And so I know that's an awful lot um, for people uh, to digest, but you need to invest in getting to know people, let people get to know you and understand the value that you have to offer people and the value that they have to offer you. And, and, and that's really uh, the foundation and a big pillar of your professional brand, which can help fuel your career success. Yes, certainly, certainly a lot to digest there. But I think, you know, what I was going to ask after that is how this could possibly, uh, you know, translate even outside of AP departments. I think people get comfortable within their own worlds. And, and how can we uh, expand that 
you know, to to connecting with folks outside of our own particular departments. But I think you touched on uh, a lot of that, too, that that should not just apply to, you know, people in your own lane. Right. Right. So here's here's something that always works. Um, Have a meeting with food. That always helps. Uh, Food is a good motivator to get people meeting in the office or if you want to engage someone um, outside of company walls. Um, I've been to many AP conferences and I've had uh, many people ask the same question. AP and Treasury, uh, they don't really uh, get along. So if I'm in accounts payable, how do I really build relationships with the Treasury Department? So here's some specific advice. So let's just say Ernie, Ernie's an AP manager. Here I would I would approach someone in my Treasury colleagues and in this manner. Hey, I just attended this podcast webinar about how AP should collaborate more with Treasury to control when, how, how and when payments are made. I thought this was interesting, right? So, so, you know, how can, how can you and I uh, make that happen? Are there areas where you think AP could help in that area or make it a little easier? uh, You should ask treasury, how can AP be more helpful in managing worker, working capital, right? They said that. So I'm here to ask, how can we do that? Right? So it's really a direct approach. And then if you really want to, connect with someone who's not the most social person in the world. You might want to connect with someone they hang out at work, right? Uh, who knows how to approach them and gets along with them. But it's to, to just show your colleagues that you care about what they're doing and be able to explain uh, how you might be able to help them. And, and here's another softball, which is appreciated. Uh, maybe you say, I really don't know what you guys do in Treasury, and I'm interested to know. Um, what, do you, what do you guys do over there? Right. You might want to ask what's more challenging for you guys. And those things will, will lead you to find common ground. And then as you build those relationships, finding common ground outside of work is important. So finding that common ground, it, it always helps. And being willing to have uh, face to face conversations. And I would say uh, be honest and be authentic and just deliver an olive branch and try it. It might not always work. If it's not taken, try it again. Uh, building relationships can be hard um, on your ego, but the sooner that you can realize that it's not always about you, uh, someone may be having a bad day. If you show an interest, an honest interest in what someone's doing, eventually they are gonna uh, they're gonna reciprocate, and you can take the ball and run from there. Yeah, I think everybody listening can can confirm that the. Uh... The, the food path is usually the one of uh, least resistance. Yeah. Now, looking beyond just today, uh, how do AP leaders recruit and retain the best talent for the future? Yeah, so so let me start with uh, with the retain uh, part of the question. And so I I have uh, considered this question for a long time. I used to do a lot of CFO research, and a key challenge that they've had every year. Um, is retaining the, and getting and retaining the best talent, not just through what we're going on now, whether it's quiet quitting and the great resignation here. And so it's really about, let's talk about the AP department, the AP leader, right? If you're an AP leader, um, you need to have the right environment. What does that mean, right? For your employees, you, you have to offer praise. You have to be vested in the success of every employee. You need to be cognizant of them with their professional development. That means their professional and personal growth. You ha- Your company should offer opportunities to develop new areas, skills, expertise, personal programs, maybe the health, 
wellness, right, that, that might support uh, hobbies outside. So you need to give them that positive environment. You need to offer an environment that has communication. It's constructive, honest, and make your employees feel like they're informed. Make sure they understand their professional value to your team and your company, but also to you, yourself. You want to be successful together. If you establish that accountability, personal, departmental at the company level, that's great. And then the foundation, obviously, is we want to have a positive, toxic-free environment, but, but we want to convey um, that we have value and ethics. And another thing which is really important is today's world is that our company is investing in technology. If you can show potential uh, APT members, right, that you guys have the best technology so they can be the most productive, that is going to be something that's not only going to make them happy, but it's going to be able uh, to help you recruit the best people. And then having happy people internally is going to help you get the best talent, right? Because you know the value of working at your company. And if someone, a good candidate is going to ask to speak to someone that works in your department and you should let them. And so you, you need to have people in, within your department that are advocates for you as a leader, but also uh, for your company as well. So I think those are some things that are really important um, in today's world. All right, we'll get you going with the last question here, kind of closing thoughts. Just a, a couple things, a few things that you can think of that that you'd want AP professionals that are listening here to, to take away from this conversation. Uh, I would say uh, I'm going to give you three things and then a couple other thoughts I have. So first of all, everyone, cross the office of the CFO, you deserve to own your career success, first and foremost. Secondly, you can own your career success. You have the ability and time to do that. And also, finally, you need an impactful brand and powerful network to deliver value within and beyond AP. And that is expected of accounts payable. Uh, professionals in today's world. I have to, I have to note, I have to note, I'm going to be at the AP2P conference in San Antonio in November, and I will be speaking and Esker will be there as well. So if, so if people are going to the AP2P conference, you need to visit the Esker booth and come to one of my sessions, which is directly related to our talk today, which is called Optimizing Working Capital, the Harmonization of APAR and Treasury. Well, thanks again, Ernie, for being our guest today. Um, if you have any questions or are interested in anything uh, he discussed here today, a link to uh, his web website will be available in the show notes. And as always, if you're interested in learning more about Esker, you can find us at esker.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.